Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. What's the deal with men's health? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on Vitality Radio. Welcome to another episode of Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. We did women's health about two weeks ago. Well, exactly two weeks ago. And now we're going to do men's health. And the reason I said, what's the deal with men's health is that when I had the women's health thing, I had all these topics in my head. You know, I could talk about PMS and I could talk about menopause and I could talk about all the varied symptoms of those two things. And I could talk about bone loss and I could talk about all kinds of stuff when it comes to women. And I even sent out a couple of text messages to some uh, herbalist uh, friends of mine and said, hey, you know, make sure I'm not missing anything. What what would you consider kind of the top 10 in, in women's health? And I got these big lists back and it was awesome. And then I went to do that when I was prepping for today's show with men's health. And some of my best resources came back with like crickets. Uh, Well, prostate. Let's see. That's one. Uh, Maybe low testosterone. And then that's it. So either we have a thing where men just don't have health problems compared to women. And I think a lot of women would say, well, yeah, that's about right. Or men don't pay much attention to their health problems. And I think a lot of people would say, yeah, that's about right. Or maybe men just don't quite have as many unique health problems that aren't also shared with women. I've always felt as a man that I like to share. And so uh, I'm going to go with that one. But I don't know what it is. Regardless, we're going to talk about men's health. I've come up with a list of 10 things, some of which are men only such as prostate health, some of which are mostly in men, and uh, some of which are shared with women, but maybe a little more often in men than in women. So this is actually a show for everyone because at least half the list definitely applies to women. And we're going to get into a lot of really good stuff that can help you feel your very best on today's episode of Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. At 107 South, 500 West, you can give us a call anytime, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. No matter how far away you may be from Bountiful, Utah, if you're within the sound of my voice, you're within the reach of our help, and we are happy to do just that. We love to help people with their mysterious health concerns. We love to help people with their kind of more standard health concerns. And of course, with Vitality Radio, the ultimate goal always is to give you a alternative view of health and health freedom, especially in today's culture where health freedom seems to be going away to a large degree. We're being uh, forced and mandated to do all types of things. I hope that you'll feel that Vitality Radio is a breath of fresh air. And I'll tell you what else is a breath of fresh air. If you're really interested... Now, let me... 
I'm going to spend about two minutes talking about this. I had Kristen Chevrier from yourhealthfreedom.org. Your Health Freedom is a Utah uh, organization, but what's happening here is mirrored in all the other states of America in many ways. And so that website can be very helpful for you no matter where you're at. But if you're in Utah in particular, it's a Utah organization. It's yourhealthfreedom.org is the website. And when I was talking to Kristen, I was introducing the Your Health Freedom Symposium that is an annual symposium. This is the sixth uh, one that will happen September 11th of 2021. Now, this is the first time I've been involved in this symposium. I was going to attend it last year and had some issues with my schedule and was unable to attend. And prior to that, I didn't know it existed. But this year, I certainly know it exists. And it is a wonderful, wonderful organization. And my goodness, the 11 speakers at this symposium are absolutely fantastic. We have so much good information that is going to be shared there. Now, I am mostly uninvolved in the organization of this thing. It's been Kristen and her good people at Your Health Freedom. I'm just helping to promote it. And I am one of the 11 speakers. Now, I have some people who have said, oh, I'd go just to see you. And I certainly appreciate that, Robin. But I uh, want you to know <laughs> that you're going to hear people that you need to hear. That's the best way I can put it. These are people who are being censored a lot on all the major platforms, particularly social media stuff. They're not getting interviewed on the national news, but these are people that you need to hear about and you need to hear what they have to say. If you're interested in your health, if you're interested in your freedom, and if you're interested in information that isn't just touting the party line of what's coming down from CDC and World Health Organization and stuff like that, you need to attend this symposium. It's like 50 bucks. I think it's $49. It's a nonprofit. None of the money goes to the speakers. None of the money goes to uh, to any kind of promoters or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it, none of it is marketing. Let's put it that way. Sponsors, that kind of thing. This money goes to the organization to continue to promote freedom of health choice in Utah, but also throughout the country. So it's September 11th. The website is yourhealthfreedom.org. And guess what? I don't know how I'm doing it yet because it's not going to be on this episode, but stay tuned. I will have a few tickets to give away to listeners of the show. I've got to come up with a way that I want to um, give those away, but you'll hear about that soon enough. In the meantime, if you want to go and register, I would highly recommend it and tell your friends, tell your family members, this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic event. It's going to be in Layton, Utah. And uh, again, it's yourhealthfreedom.org for more information. Okay. So now let's talk about men's health. Now, men's health is, well, oh, 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 I almost forgot another announcement. Vitality Nutrition is turning 44 years old in August. As such, we are celebrating a little bit in advance of August. On the 30th and 31st of July, we're having a 44th birthday party uh, for Vitality Nutrition, and you're going to want to go. You're, you're going to want to be in attendance. We're going to have well over 44 products at 44% off. 
We're going to have a bunch of other sales throughout the store, and we're giving away a ton of good stuff, uh, and it's, it's going to be a fun event, and we would love to have you there. Okay, now back to the topic at hand, men's health. Now, we're going to do a little bit of a mini rant at the beginning of this ep- episode here. Uh, because it has to do with men's health and it has to do with the number one thing that everybody I asked about what should I talk about when it comes to men's health first said prostate. Okay, so what's the deal with the prostate? Well, for one thing, it is certainly exclusive to men. So we do have one here that uh, does not apply to women, but it's a big deal. Uh, Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death after lung cancer in men. But that might sound, a, that might be a little misleading because seven times more men are diagnosed with prostate cancer than lung cancer, and yet lung cancer kills more men. What that would indicate, of course, is that prostate cancer isn't particularly deadly as cancer goes. About one in 41 men in America will die of prostate cancer, one in 41. I don't know if that sounds like a high number or a low number. The high number for me is that if you live to be 80 years old in America, you have about a 90% chance of getting prostate cancer. So it's almost inevitable if you live long enough. Now, as it is, one in eight men are diagnosed with prostate cancer in America, and that is because the majority of men don't live to be 80 years old. But if you live long enough, you're going to get it based on the statistics right now. Now, does that mean that you really have to get prostate cancer if you live long enough? Well, I don't believe so. Because there are a lot of things you can do to prevent prostate cancer. We're going to talk about that. But the concerns with prostate are many. Uh, the, the, the biggest ones, I guess, would be two. There is enlarged prostate, which creates a variety of issues. But the biggest one being an urgent need to go to the bathroom and especially uh, what they call nocturnal uh, bathroom breaks where you have to get up in the middle of the night, maybe one or two or three times. I've had people in that tell me it's literally every hour they're up going to the bathroom with enlarged prostate. So it can be a real challenge in terms of being frustrating and annoying, but that's a health challenge too, because now we're talking about significant disruption of sleep and we all know how vital sleep is to health and wellness. So with prostate, that's number one. Of course, number two would be prostate cancer. Now, most people might think, well, cancer is more uh, of a concern, but again, one in 41 men will will uh, die of prostate cancer in America, but far, far more deal with uh, urinary frequency and, uh, and uh, issues when it comes to prostate health. And so I would say most men are more concerned about that just because it's more of a reality in their life. So we're going to talk about some things you can do about that. But first, I want to rant just a little bit. Now, the things that they look at, the thing, the biggest thing that they look at when it comes to prostate is something called PSA. Uh, It's like public service announcement, but it's prostate-specific antigens. So PSA is is in a blood test. It's pretty much a standard thing in blood tests for men. I think once you hit about the age of 40, because prostate cancer in men under 40 is very, 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 very low. And uh, in fact, the average man that is diagnosed with prostate cancer is 66 years old in this country, just to give you an idea. But PSA is an interesting number because it may not mean prostate cancer at all. It's definitely not diagnostic, but it does give an indication that maybe there is an issue. Now, if your prostate, if your PSA levels get high enough, 
some doctors are going to recommend a biopsy. Now, major medical organizations and scientists in this field have said specifically that that might not be a good idea. In fact, even mainstream websites like WebMD uh, will tell you that biopsy is not always a good idea if you have high PSA levels. They're even recommending in some cases MRI instead, which of course is a, a pretty significant thing. Uh, and even the wait and see, which is the approach that I think I would recommend. Now, why is that? Wouldn't you want to know if you have prostate cancer? Well, of course you would. You would like to know that because then you can potentially defeat it and you can at least keep an eye on it. But prostate cancer is really unique. The prostate itself, you almost want to think of it as like a lonely little planet down there. It isn't particularly tied in, I guess is maybe the best way to put it, with the other parts of the body. It just kind of hangs out down there and does its thing. It's important. It's critical to optimal men's health and performance for sure. But it's it, the cancer in the prostate is generally encapsulated within the prostate, meaning it's probably not going to get to the lymph system and eventually kill you, which is why such a small percentage of the men who actually get prostate cancer actually die from prostate cancer. In fact, most men that get prostate cancer, the vast majority, will die with it, not from it. So then maybe the biopsy is an issue there just because maybe you don't want to go through that procedure to find out you have something that you may not end up treating anyway. Well, that's one reason. But what are the issues with the biopsy? Well, they can be up to 66% wrong in terms of false positives, meaning that two out of three positive results from a biopsy can actually be false, meaning two out of three men who get a biopsy may actually be told they have cancer when there is no cancer present. Well, that's a huge problem, right? Well, how about the flip side? 20% of the men who are told they don't have cancer from a biopsy do. So we're talking about a test that is simply not accurate at all. I mean, it makes the PCR test look, well, about like the prostate biopsy. But regardless, we have this thing here now where okay, well, I'm going to go and get a biopsy because I want to be diagnosed. I either want a clean bill of health or I want to know I've got cancer so I can do something about it. Uh-uh, not really, not with the biopsy. But what are the problems with that besides the fact that you might get scared to death into thinking you've got cancer? Well, one is you may end up with surgery or cancer treatment that is literally unnecessary. But what if you do have cancer and you get a biopsy? Well, it is possible and it does happen that you could actually puncture the cancer cells and pull them out with the needle and spread the cancer that otherwise would have been encapsulated probably safely inside the prostate. It's a very, very weird kind of cancer. It's not like what we think about all the other things. In fact, what's interesting is breast tissue is very similar to prostate tissue. In fact, the type of cancer that is breast cancer is often the type of cancer that is prostate cancer, except the breasts sit right by the lymph system and breast cancer can quite easily move into the lymph system. And, and that's one of the reasons it can be such a devastating cancer in women. Not so with the prostate. So biopsy can 
create a lot of issues. One issue is that, and the scariest one is that you can actually move cancer out of the prostate. But one that maybe is just as bad in many cases is a false positive where then you all of a sudden want to start treatment for prostate cancer. And then, of course, prostate cancer treatment maybe is unnecessary because the majority of men that get prostate cancer don't die from prostate cancer. Now, if you're listening to me and you're telling me, hey, my father died of prostate cancer, I get it. It, it There is not a perfect answer here. <clears throat> it's a challenge to say the least. And I am not in any way trying to minimize the damage that prostate cancer can create, including death. One in 41 men in America die from it. So it's not a small thing. But as with everything that I talk about on Vitality Radio, the goal really is just to open up new avenues of thought into how this stuff really works and what you may want to do to try and figure out whether or not you should have a health procedure, you should be on a pharmaceutical, you should have a surgery or whatever else. And prostate cancer is very much that way. So what I would do, I'm 49 years old in two weeks, 49 years old in two weeks. I am right in that sweet spot where men, frankly, start getting diagnosed with prostate cancer and enlarged prostate and things like that. So this is very um, applicable to me. And if I were told that my PSA levels are above the normal range significantly and told that I should be considering a biopsy, I would seek a second and probably third opinion first. That's the first thing I would do. I would definitely talk to not just regular medical doctors, but potentially a DO or a naturopathic doctor. So get opinions from multiple different angles of how people look at things. And I would address enlarged prostate naturally to try and see if I can bring those PSA numbers down on my own. So there are a lot of things that can be done. But in this case, rushing into biopsy, not just according to me, but according to many, many, many major medical experts is not a good idea. Okay, so what can you do for prostate health? Well, there's some really interesting things. We know clinically in fact, some of the studies are really, really powerful. But one of the most powerful studies is on something called selenium. You've probably heard of it. It's a mineral. It's a trace mineral. You don't need much of it, a couple hundred micrograms a day. Okay, that's like a 20th or sorry, 20% of a milligram. So it's a very, very small amount. But selenium has shown to reduce the odds of prostate cancer in animal studies by 50%. That's a big deal, 50% just at 200 micrograms a day. So that's something you might want to consider, especially since selenium, it costs you about three or four bucks a month. This is an easy thing that you can do that can help to prevent prostate cancer and also help with overall antioxidant potential for the whole body because selenium is really good for you anyway. And it's something that women should consider too because there is similar evidence that it may actually reduce the risk of breast cancer as well. So that's one thing you can do. There's some pretty good evidence too that green tea can be very effective as a prostate cancer preventative. The particular type of polyphenols that are in green tea have shown really, really excellent results in men with prostate cancer and also in women with breast cancer as a preventative measure. So that's one that you can consider. And then basically keeping your prostate from being inflamed and enlarged. Now, this can be a challenge. One of the things that I find when I talk to clients at Vitality Nutrition 
is that people will try a variety of different things and not always get results on the different things that they try, even though those things have been clinically proven to actually work like everything else. They don't work for everyone. So there's a few approaches that you can take with prostate. This is what I tell people, and it's <laughs> it's not going to sound very precise, but it's the best I've come up with. We actually have discovered about three or four prostate formulas, and I definitely prefer formulas in this uh, arena as opposed to a specific, a specific ingredient that have things like saw palmetto, beta cytosterol, uh, pygeum, some of these things that you've probably heard about for prostate health. But the combination seems to work better than the individual herb or ingredient in almost every case. I usually start people with a product called Prostate Factors. It's very, very well-rounded. It covers the bases very well compared to uh, most of the formulas that I've seen on the market. And it has both preventative things in it as well as things that actually have been shown to reduce the size of the prostate. And then basically it's take it a month at a time. And the best way that a man in most cases can tell if something like that is working is simply by what's going on when they go, well, not when they go to the bathroom. Well, it's both. How often are you going to the bathroom? How often are you getting up at night to go to the bathroom? And then also, how much do you feel like you're able to empty when you go? Because some that's one of the biggest challenges with men my age and up is uh, being able to empty the bladder completely. So I typically recommend a month to a month and a half on a specific formula, Get figure out what it's doing for you, and then frankly, try a different formula if that one doesn't work. We have another one called Prostease that I really, really like by Ridgecrest Herbals. We also have another one called uh, Prostastrong that's a very, very good formula. And usually what I've found is that most men find one of those formulas works quite well for them. So that's what I typically will do as far as that goes. Now, there is one other product though that I wanna mention, and it's very different. I have talked about it on the radio before. But it's called Saga, S-A-G-A, Pro, Saga Pro. Now, Saga Pro is interesting because it's a bladder formula, not a prostate formula. In fact, it's just one ingredient, an herb called Angelica, specific form of Angelica. And it's been shown to actually strengthen the bladder uh, tissue. And in women especially, that seems to be the biggest issue with urinary incontinence. But in men, it can be as well. So if, if you're a man and you've, experimented with prostate formulas to try and help with urinary urgency and you've not had success, Saga Pro may actually be the answer for you. So that's what, as, as much as I want to go into prostate, because i got a bunch of other things we need to talk about. But of course, if you have questions about that topic or any of the others you hear on Vitality Radio, give us a call 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. So what's item number two? Well, this one is going to be kind of interesting because what I have listed on my show sheet here, it all sort of, to a large degree, goes hand in hand. Number two, number three, number four, and number five on my list. So let's go through them. Cardiovascular health. Now, that, of course, not unique to men, but it is the biggest killer in men in America. And gym performance and recovery... Uh, in exercise. Obviously not unique to men either, but we get a lot more men asking about it than we do women uh, at Vitality Nutrition and then sexual performance. Now in men and women, this is a different story, of course, in terms of what's going on, but men actually can struggle with 
uh, what's known as ED, and we do need to address that one as well. But because all of that has a lot to do with two things, blood flow and circulation and potential for low testosterone, I'm going to talk about those things as more root causes of these issues, and then we'll go into some detail with each of those categories as well. So if you caught the show on women's health two weeks ago, uh, you heard me talk a lot about something called a xenoestrogen or a xenoestrogen. They used to call uh, President Trump a xenophobe because he was scared of foreigners, uh, I guess. But uh, regardless, xeno just means foreign. Okay, and so if it's an estrogen that's a xenoestrogen, that means that it's foreign to the human body. It doesn't belong there, and it's not even one of our estrogens. Now, quick primer, just for those of you who have forgotten or did not know, men have estrogen, women have estrogen, men have testosterone, women have testosterone, men and women both share progesterone as well. The biggest difference is, of course, ratios. Men have a lot more testosterone than women, and women have a lot more estrogen than men. And that is kind of the the biggest defining uh, difference in terms of hormones. So can a woman have low testosterone? Absolutely. A lot of women have low testosterone. A lot of women are even doing testosterone therapy. So that's a common thing. But the amount of testosterone that they're missing is very, very small compared to if a man has low testosterone. Now, testosterone is an interesting thing because depending on your age, again, I'm almost 49, the numbers shift in terms of what is considered quote unquote normal in a blood test. And the older you get, the lower the numbers become because now, well, the average Joe in the 50 to 60 range has this level of testosterone where the average Joe in the 40 to 50 range has this level and the average Joe in the 30 to 40 range has this level and so on. So they keep graduating down. But I don't know about you listening right now, but I'll tell you that if I'm going to be 50 years old and I am told that, well, then I only need this much testosterone, I would still rather have the testosterone level I had when I was, say, 30 years old or 20 years old. That's not a bad thing. And so the test itself is a little skewed. But what I have found that is crazy is that the blood test results are so huge in terms of the range. So I'm told that I should be somewhere between about 300 and 800 at my age. Well, think about that. The difference between zero testosterone to 300 is, well, 300 points. The range for me is supposed to be 500 points. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. So do I want to be at 800 or do I want to be at 300 because they're both normal? Well, I think I want to be at 800 or potentially even a little bit higher. So we need to recognize that as well. If you don't have a testosterone blood test result, it's hard to know where you're at. But what are the low testosterone uh, factors, I guess, or symptoms? It's fatigue, but not just fatigue, maybe lethargy, uh, where you just feel you know unmotivated, don't want to get up and do something. It's almost can border on depression uh, for people who have very low testosterone and can even lead to depression. Testosterone being a very motivating hormone. Low sex drive, inability to, um, to maintain uh, sexual performance, 
and so on. So there are a lot of different things that happen with low testosterone. One of the biggest ones that people don't ever talk about is also mental fatigue or brain fog, not being able to think clearly. So these are big deals. They matter. And then, of course, when you're in the gym, inability to grow or build, I should say, more muscle, you're sort of stuck at a certain level in terms of what weight you can lift and all of these types of things, basically lowering performance almost across the board. So testosterone is a, a big, big deal. So what can you do about it? Well, testosterone therapy is common and it's used all the time, but there are a lot of things you can do before you resort to a drug to at least see how you could potentially address your low testosterone. And the beauty of this is that most of these things are really, really safe. So kind of worst case scenario is you give it a shot, it doesn't work, and you've still got testosterone therapy in your back pocket if you need it. But first, let's talk about the xenoestrogen thing in some, some basic detail. Xenoestrogens are these foreign estrogens. They're found in uh, plastics. They're found in air pollution. They're found in scented candles. They're found in makeup and perfume and colognes and deodorants and shampoos and conditioners and body lotions, and you name it, they're out there, tons of them. And if you're living your life super clean, you can eliminate maybe 50 to 60% of those things, but the rest of them are in the air and the food and the water. You can't get rid of them. So once they get into your body, these xenoestrogens, fake estrogens, get into the receptor site where your testosterone would belong otherwise, and they confuse the endocrine system. And in many cases, men simply produce less testosterone than they are capable of because the endocrine system doesn't think it needs to be producing it. So detoxifying the xenoestrogens is huge. I have seen men who have had significant jumps. And when I say significant, we're talking one to 200 point jumps in their testosterone just by doing a estrogen cleanse. The one that I recommend for men is called AndroSense, and it is extremely effective stuff. It's very, very safe. It actually has a couple of those ingredients that are specific to preventing prostate cancer in it as well. Uh, green tea, selenium, some of that kind of stuff. It's just an awesome formula. I take it every day myself and I absolutely love it. So the AndroSense is fantastic. That's where I always recommend people start. But the other things that you can do uh, one is a huge lifestyle thing. It's just simply exercising, specifically weight-bearing exercise, so lifting weights. That signals the body to produce more testosterone because that testosterone is then needed to support what you're doing in the gym and to support muscle recovery. And so that's a way to tell your body, hey, I need more of this. And that's simply by doing uh, exercise, specifically uh, anabolic exercise, you know, weight training, that kind of thing. So that's a big deal. What about supplementally things that can boost testosterone? Because there are a million of them on the market. And I'm going to tell you this be simply because it's true. <laughs> so many of them are a scam. And I hate to say that because it is part of the industry I am in. And it makes me sick that there are people who play that game in this industry where we're trying to help people's health. But hey, money, money, money. So how do you know? Well, the best way to know is look at the research. The biggest mistake that men make when it comes to testosterone boosting supplements, I believe, is simply this. They've read enough to know what herbs are helpful. Things like tribulus, things like longjack, or it's also known as uricoma longfolia. Those types of things, they've read it, they've seen, oh yeah, that's helpful. 
But just on, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast at all, I was just listening to Joe Rogan with Andrew Huberman a couple of weeks ago, and they talk about a couple of herbs on there. One of them is uricoma, and he talks about how effective it is. It's super effective. But what I love that he did that most men are not aware of, I guess, or having a hard time finding it or not spending the time to find it is he talks about how much you need. Okay. So it's a hundred to one extract. That's the first thing when it comes to uricoma. Uricoma is a 100 to one extract and that's really important. That means it's a hundred times concentrated. So if you just get uricoma herb, you got to take thousands and thousands and thousands of milligrams of it. But the extract According to Dr. Huberman and according to the studies I've seen, you need about two to 400 milligrams a day to see a significant difference. Dr. Huberman recommended 400 milligrams a day. So 400 milligrams a day is usually four pills. Most of them are 100 milligrams. Some of them are 50 milligrams out there. But a lot of the testosterone formulas, they have that ingredient and maybe it's 20 milligrams or 25 milligrams. They've got the right stuff in there. They don't have enough of it to make a therapeutic difference. So if you're going to do this, what I would recommend is I would recommend starting with the Androsense and the Uricoma. I have a specific one that I really, really like uh, that is made by a company called Natural Balance. It is only 100 milligrams per capsule, so it's four a day if you want to get up to that max dose. But it's not crazy expensive, and if you're looking for, again, Enhanced sexual performance, enhanced performance in the gym, enhanced mood, motivation, energy, all the stuff that comes with lower testosterone, those two things are a really, really great uh, punch. Dr. Huberman cited a study showing that that level of the uh, uricoma can increase your testosterone levels by as much as two to 300 points. That's big, especially when you consider that if you get rid of those xenoestrogens, uh, those that testosterone will be much more efficiently utilized in the system. So that's testosterone. And, and of course, that's going to help with your recovery in the gym and your gym performance and so on and so forth. Let's talk about the other side of that, and that's going to be cardiovascular wellness and blood flow and why that matters in the gym and why it also matters in the bed. So there are a couple of amino acids, and I want to get this across to you very clearly because it's important. These are amino acids. These are proteins okay, protein molecules that your body utilizes all the time anyway, that you get in food. These are incredibly safe, but they need to be isolated at high doses according to the research that has been done. And the research has been done on this is phenomenal. There was a doctor, Dr. Ignaro, who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine when he discovered in 1994 how nitric oxide works in the body and what it does. And what we know now is you have these little gaseous explosions whenever these amino acids hit the endothelial uh, lining of the arterial system, they explode into this gas called nitric oxide. And when you get higher levels of nitric oxide, you get more of a muscle pump because the blood is being pushed up against the walls of the vascular system. So a lot of men and women are familiar with that in the form of a pre-workout that you use before you go to the gym. You get this muscle pump, you feel like you have more strength, more endurance, that kind of thing, and you do. It's great. But what I love about citrulline and arginine, these two amino acids, is that, yeah, in terms of performance, they're fantastic. Blood flow uh, for both the gym and for sexual performance it absolutely helps. That's all great stuff. 
But what I love about it and why I use it myself is because it is phenomenally good for your heart. Now, I don't have heart disease in my family much. Uh, that's just not something that runs uh, in my family. And yet I take it for the cardiovascular purposes because it's still the number one killer in America and the heart is still the most important, um, you know, in terms of mortality anyway, the most important thing that you can take care of. Get that cardiovascular system working. As we get older, the cardiovascular system, like every other system in the body, ages. And you can get little micro cracks in the uh, vascular system, which can lead to deposits of plaque, which of course can lead to things like stroke and heart attack and that kind of thing. And what Dr. Ignaro and future doctors have been able to prove based on the research that was originally done on nitric oxide and then boosting it with arginine and citrulline is that you could reverse vascular aging and start to see a difference literally within the first three months in terms of how your heart was working, blood pressure levels, things like that. Now, most people will notice a difference, especially if they're working out, literally the first time they take it, if they take the right dose. But in terms of actually fixing cardiovascular health and reversing things, it takes a few months. But a few months ain't bad, right? So how do you do it? Well, the key here is dose, just like what I said about uricoma. And this is important. You need about five grams of arginine a day seems to be the sweet spot. Now, there are some studies showing just two to three grams are effective. So even a smaller dose does help. But five grams seems to be the best research I've seen. Five grams is five big capsules or tablets, or there are powders. One, my favorite is called NO, which is nitric oxide cardio boost. And it's got five grams of arginine and it's got two grams of citrulline. The research on citrulline starts at around 1,500 milligrams and goes up to about 4,000. There's even some I've seen at 6,000 milligrams. But what I found is that the arginine and citrulline together are a really nice combination because they work a little bit differently, but they do the same thing. So they seem to complement each other really, really well. And that's what the Cardio Boost does. It's a powder. You dump it in a little bit of water. You have to take it about a half an hour before you eat any protein. So most people take it first thing in the morning. Some people take it prior to going to the gym. But awesome, awesome stuff. It works really, really well. And it's the best thing I've ever seen for helping to balance blood pressure. So that's awesome. And then there is also a pre-workout supplement that I'm uh, very, very attached to. I guess you could say maybe a little biased because my son Bridger and I developed it. It's called Insurgents Pre-Workout, and it has the full four grams of pure L-citrulline in it uh, designed to help you before you exercise to give you that muscle pump but it still has all of those cardiovascular benefits as well. Okay, so let's see. I've got about 14, 15 minutes left, and I got a few other things that I want to touch on. Those are the two that are the most, I guess, male-specific, testosterone and prostate. Some of these others may be a little bit more um, uh, universal, but uh, common complaints that I get from men that come into Vitality uh, Nutrition. Uh, So yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. When I come back, I will touch on low energy. What can you do for that? Anxiety, uh, mental focus, and I'm going to try to get to pain as well if I've got time when I return. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal 
People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns, naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662, that's 801-292-6662, or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com, that's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Hello and welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's good to be with you again on another episode of the Vitality Radio show and the Vitality Radio podcast. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. I need as many ears as I can to get this message out there. And if this has enhanced your education when it comes to health, nutrition, health, freedom, and all that goodness, then uh, let it enhance friends and families as well. I sure appreciate any help I can get with that. Still looking to get to 100. I'm getting closer. Uh, positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you're a podcast listener, you have an iPhone, I would love a five-star review, but only if you mean it. So I'd appreciate that very, very much. Let's get back into the topic at hand here. Vitality, nutrition. I can't believe it. We're almost 44 years old. 44 years old in about two weeks. It's just crazy. That means I was almost exactly five years old when my parents opened the store. And what I'm talking about today on the show is all the stuff that men specifically come in asking me to help them with when it comes to nutrition and lifestyle advice and things like that. So that's what we're talking about. We just got through prostate and sexual performance and testosterone and gym performance and that kind of stuff. So if you're on the radio and you didn't hear all that, it is also a podcast. Remember, you can jump on the Vitality Radio podcast anytime. It's there right now if you want to listen to the first half of the show and did not hear it. Well, the first three quarters of the show, really. But let's get into the next one. Low energy. Oh my goodness, do I hear this a lot from men. I definitely hear this from women, but I bet, and I'm guessing, it's five men for every one woman that, come, woman that comes in. Now, that might just be because men are whiners. I don't know. Because I think there's a lot of tired women out there too. But what I'm going to share with you has everything to do with energy and has nothing to do with your uh, gender. We're just going to talk about things that work for both men and women here, okay? Proper sleep. Oh, imagine that, right? Okay, now I'm kind of an older guy. My youngest son is going to be nine in a couple of months, uh, which is crazy. But I remember when I was younger and had little ones, and there are some times when you just can't sleep and it ain't your fault, right? Well, except you had the decision to make a child. <laughs> well, those days are behind me, but I still do a lot of things to impact my sleep that I ought not to do, such as 
all that blue light exposure late in the evening, looking at my phone at 11 o'clock at night when I'm laying in bed, that's a terrible idea. Now, I don't always do that, but I often do. And I'm working on it and it's a work in progress, I suppose. But that also includes watching TV, being on your tablet. You know, any of those devices can be a bummer for your sleep because they signal the brain that you're supposed to be awake, not asleep. So cutting those out at least a half an hour, but preferably an hour before you go to sleep, big deal. Also regular bedtime schedule. Is that hard? Yes, it is, at least for me. But I've set one and I'm trying to keep to it and dug on it. I kept to it really well for two weeks, went out of town for a little bit, got a little screwy, but I'm working back on getting on that sleep schedule. They have found in much clinical evidence that getting on a sleep schedule, meaning you fall asleep within, or you go to bed within about a half an hour of the same time each night and get up within about a half an hour of the same time each morning, your body, it will help to reset your circadian rhythm and help your body know when it is supposed to be sleeping or rather your brain when it's supposed to be sleeping and sleep is critical. How about proper hydration? Oh, and I will mention, if you're struggling with sleep, and even if you're doing some right things, but you just have a hard time shutting off your brain, that kind of thing, L-theanine, GABA, lemon balm, ashwagandha, all effective things. If you have questions about herbs and nutrients that can help you sleep, we can certainly help you at Vitality, 801-292-6662. Hydration. What does hydration mean? Does it mean water? No. Does it mean electrolytes? No. Does it mean both? Yes. You got to have both. It's a big, big deal. And most people simply don't get enough electrolytes. I don't believe magnesium being the critical one that most of us are deficient in plays a huge role in heart health. And I forgot to even mention it when we were in that section, but it also plays a huge role in sleep because it helps to relax the muscles and allow you to sleep more efficiently. So there's a couple of things you can do. There's a drop that I love. If you're an athlete of at any level, or I should say if you're doing athletic things, I just got back in town from hiking all over central Utah, hiking, biking, uh, floating down a river, doing all the outdoors things. I have a great tan now, and uh, I was outside a lot, and I was never really not doing something active during that time. And the one thing I always did is I always put Endure Drops in my water bottle all day long. That's a great electrolyte supplement that I absolutely love. If you are an athlete and you're out there doing it all the time, or if you have a child who is an athlete doing it all the time, that will make his or her water so much more hydrating and it beats the heck out of Gatorade all day long. It's also cheaper. It's awesome stuff. But also magnesium as a supplement is critical. It really is. I take magnesium three and eight now. I used to take magnesium glycinate. I love magnesium glycinate, but I'm trying to deposit more magnesium in my cerebral spinal fluid, which is what magnesium three and eight is able to do, which helps to calm my mind and help me to focus, which is one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is focus. Magnesium three and eight is a big deal for that. Very, very effective. The clinical studies on it show that it helps with focus, memory, and learning. So magnesium is big and it also helps with the hydration. Exercise. Exercise makes a big difference in energy, you would think. Obviously, it makes you tired. Well, it does. But the more that you exercise consistently, of course, within reason, uh, the more energy you will have. I've certainly noticed that in my life when I've been more regular at exercising versus when I have not. And then, of course, diet is huge. Now, I do have people all the time come in and say, hey, Jared, I need more energy. What do you got for me? And I'm happy to have that 
question answered, but I'm always going to tell people, well, you do need to do these things in your lifestyle if you want to optimize it. Of course, eating carbohydrates not so much early in the day can make a big difference in energy. A lot of people tend to crash a little bit. So proteins and fats in the mornings, carbohydrates more shifted back towards the end of the day, uh, which can actually help you sleep better. Uh, that's a little reversal of what I used to think, but I've been doing the research and I believe that that is the best way to do it. And uh, keeping your um, diet clean. Just don't put all the toxic stuff in there. If you're still drinking soda, please stop. Please stop drinking soda. It's not, not doing you any good. You don't need it. You can break that addiction. If you're still eating a lot of candy, now you know me. If you listen to the show on any kind of regular basis, that has been my weakness. It is no longer my weakness. I have shaken that uh, as of just the last little bit. It's getting better and better and better. I still want some now and then, but I don't need it like I used to. And occasionally I have a little bit, but when I do, for the most part, it's a healthier source of sugar. And I definitely recommend that. Uh, but those are the things that can help you with your energy levels. There are herbs that can be great too. Yerba mate is something a lot of people absolutely love. If you like tea, yerba mate tea is fantastic for that as well. Uh, what about focus? Let's jump ahead. Focus I talked about GABA. I talked about L-theanine. I am running low on time, but if you're not familiar with those things, they help to calm the mind, the overactivity in the mind, which means they can be great for sleep, but they're also great for focus. I often use L-theanine prior to recording this show, and I find that it helps me a lot. The magnesium 3 and 8 has been really useful that way as well. And uh, the other thing I mentioned with focus and energy, remember at the very beginning of the show is maybe get your testosterone levels checked because if you need your testosterone boosted, that will almost always help with the focus and energy picture as well. And if you're dealing with anxiety or your stress levels are very high, we talked a lot about stress on last week's episode with Sarah Burden. If you didn't hear it, I highly recommend listening to it because it'll help. But some of the same things, magnesium, theanine, GABA, they can all help. I'm a huge fan of ashwagandha. Any of those are fantastic. Uh, also, CBD. CBD is it's ubiquitous now. It's everywhere. It's even in gas stations. You do need to be careful what brand you buy to make sure you're getting a good quality one. But in terms of effect, CBD can be very, very effective for anxiety, stress, and oftentimes sleep as well. And that leads me to the last category that I wanted to touch on, and I have about three minutes to do it, and that is pain. Pain and inflammation, big, big deals, of course, and not in any way uh, isolated to just men, women deal with this plenty as well. If it's osteoarthritis pain, if you're dealing with knee pain, hip pain, finger pain, those kind of things, clinical studies show that 84% of adults who take a product called Baxyl, B-A-X-Y-L, which you take a teaspoon, sorry, half a teaspoon in the morning, half a teaspoon at night, it's a liquid, it tastes like virtually nothing, real easy to use. But if you take it morning and night, within 30 days, 84% of people notice a significant improvement in mobility and a significant reduction in pain. Baxel is awesome if it is degenerative joint issues like osteoarthritis. Uh, CBD for pretty much every kind of pain specifically I've found, not specifically because it works for all kinds of pain and inflammation, but it's uniquely effective, I will say compared to most things, for nerve pain. So people have neuropathy, neuromas, those types of things, uh, accidents that have created nerve pain. 
CBD, you owe it to yourself to try it both topically and internally. And if you have nerve pain, uh, neuropathy specifically, there's a product that's made right here in Utah called Nerve Reverse that I have found to be extremely effective for a lot of the people that take it. Really, really cool stuff. And then, of course, turmeric, one of the oldies but goodies, great for just about all everything you can imagine. It's good for prostate health and enlargement. It's good for uh, every type of inflammation, almost. Uh, anything that has to do with the COX-2, the same types of things you would take an Advil uh, for, Curamed can help. And Curamed uh, is a specific type of curcumin. It's the most effective of anything I've ever seen. And in India, where it's legal for them to talk about this kind of stuff, they've even found some really amazing results with uh, tumor growth, cancers, and things like that. So all of those things are can be extremely helpful. I wanted to go heavy on the prostate and testosterone, being that this is a men's health show, and those do t tend to be the two biggest concerns. But if you have any questions about your health, male or female, young or old, we would love to help you at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. 107 South, 500 West. And please call us if you're not near Bountiful. We will still help you. Some of my most favorite customers I never see. I just talked to him on the phone and we're happy to do that at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And the last thing I'll leave you with, if you didn't hear it before, is a reminder that the Symposium for Your Health Freedom is coming up on September 11th. That's only about, what, six weeks away or something like that? September 11th, the Your Health Freedom Symposium. I will be speaking. I'm thrilled to be speaking because when I look at the other speakers that I am surrounded by, I'm going to feel a little concerned <laughs> about trying to keep up because it is a list of superstar speakers talking about health health freedom, the key issues that we need to know today, supporting one of the greatest groups I've ever met and one of the most amazing women I've ever had the privilege to call my friend Kristen Chevrier at Your Health Freedom. So go to yourhealthfreedom.org for information and to get tickets September 11th in Layton, Utah. No kidding, no exaggeration whatsoever. I would drive hours. I would catch a flight to see who's going to be speaking at this event. It's going to be awesome. Yourhealthfreedom.org for more information and call us at Vitality if you have any questions. 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody, share this podcast far and wide, and let's spread the word of good health like we all ought to be doing anyway. And of course, more than anything, take care of yourself. Thank you so much. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, 
go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.